The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. With hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get him. I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, for all your holiday festivities. LSU plays in a bowl game. They are going to trounce Texas Tech, but go there, get your drink on. They got two Saints games left. Get your drink on for that. LSU basketball is fun. They're kind of, sort of getting it together. They have a menu. They house, they house uh, American. Yeah, and they, they got pumped because the, the little white dude that was like a walk-on scored a layup. And uh, the whole bench, like, <laughs> erupted. Um, scored a layup. Yeah, but the, the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court. They have a 136 draft beers. They're awesome, unlike the Saints. Go there. They, they support us. So you should support them. All right. Um, I'm actually I'm actually in Baton Rouge right now, so I may uh, stop by. Trip over the, the, um, yeah. the Saints look like we should like, do the podcast live. And we from should the do that. We should do that. Know, we I should know. do it live. The thing you is, do the, it live. The Saints look like they were going to get embarrassed on Monday Night Football, and I pounded out a column that was just full on rage. And then they came all the way back and nearly won, and I had to like uh, control alt delete that son of a bitch. Um, uh, you know, I don't know if I would say nearly one. I would just yeah. say they came back to make they came back to make things interesting. interesting. That's fair. But the thing was, Jim Caldwell, yeah. unlike Lovey Smith, didn't forget to run the ball when the game sort of kind of right. got in doubt. Right. Um, Dave, I really, I really thought they were going to recover that second fumble. <laughs> which... That would have been to- that would have been the full lion to lose to yeah. lose a twenty eight three lead. Dave, have you uh, started perusing the Olive Garden menu? Because you'll be eating at the Olive Garden <laughs> at least one day. Um, I'm not looking just yet. One day is no big deal. I can I can easily survive one meal. I've, I've eaten there before, which is why I know it's so terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, multiple when they start stacking up multiple days, that's that's when we've got an issue. I mean, you could you could potentially eat there three days because the Saints could still go five and eleven. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, um, I'm, 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 I'm pretty scared. Pretty uh, 
the Saints lost, of course, it was meaningless yesterday, but even worse news, Andrew, Drew Brees got injured and apparently played with a torn uh, plantar fasciitis. Is that how you say that? Uh, the entire second. Uh, close enough. Close enough. He, he, he tore his plantar fasciitis. Did he tear it fully or like partially? Yeah, t- t- tore it fully. Uh, plantar fasciitis is basically the term for irritation of the plantar fascia. And basically, uh, if you have a partial tear, I- I've had some issues with it before. Never as bad as some people I know. But um, it, when you have a partial tear, my understanding is that it's actually worse. It might not be as painful and it might not in the short term be as bad, um, but that kind of thing can linger on for years and years. And, uh, you know, oh, Colston, Jairus Bird, those are guys both that have dealt with a partially torn uh, plantar fascia that have just really wrecked uh, them for a while. And so um, it, it's better to tear the whole thing because while it might be more painful in the immediate, um, you kind of have – you recover quicker from it. Fantastic. So, uh, Kevin. Great uh, news. Great news. Kevin. Let's trade him now. Let, let's do a wrestling. <laughs> well, no, but no, real real quick. I mean, so the decision that the Saints are facing, in my opinion right now, is I, I believe he can play. Like, if, if, if this were a playoff scenario. He'd play. I mean, just shoot him up with cortisone, and, you know, Breeze is a tough guy, and it's all about pain management with that injury, so. Okay, that, that, that's great, could, but but the next two weeks are could couldn't be anything further from playoff scenarios. Right, right. So so my <laughs> point here is is it like a pride thing where Breeze says no, forget you guys, I'm I'm going out there for my team and I'm playing. I totally or think the team happened. the team the team insists no, you're shutting it down, you're done. We want to see Grayson, you know. So that that's kind of what they have to. No, no, not Grayson. Kevin, let's do a wrestling yeah. reference. Matt, Matt that's Flynn. Matt Flynn's music, baby. Yeah. <laughs> By God, King! <laughs> Fine, that's, that's Matt Flynn's music. Kevin. Luke Breeze has a family! <laughs> um, on, the sc- on the scale of um, shitty quarterbacks, is Matt Flynn, is he, is, he, is he Billy Joe Holbert, Billy Joe Tolliver, Todd Bowman territory bad, Kevin? I mean, he sh- like he's shown flashes of brilliance in places. I mean, it's I mean, uh, is would it be any worse that, than if the team had Chase Daniel? I, I mean, I'm legitimately asking. I mean, I, I, I would rather have Daniel. Why aren't they well, playing? I mean, yeah. Why? But if if Grayson doesn't play, what does that tell us about Grayson? Well, that Sean I think Payton the can, way that draft or develop a quarterback to save his own goddamn life. Apparently. Well, you got to remember, he's still a rookie. And the way these teams think, even at this point in the season, I just that, that the draft pick thing, that's like a fan thing. They, they don't they don't think or operate that way. And for them, it's all about who gives our team the best chance to win one game. Yeah, that's but it. Matt Flynn's not even going to be on the team next year. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. I think. We all agree that we want Grayson starting that game. Long term, I see no benefit to playing Flynn. I, I'm just giving you what my opinion is of, of how the Saints approach it, and they're going to play whichever guy gives them the best chance to win one game. That's my opinion. And that's why I think there's actually a stronger chance that Flynn would start over Grayson. Uh, Kevin, uh, but, Dave, but I don't agree with it. Dave. I think Breeze finishes up the season. Dave, yeah, I agree. I'm not saying that the Saints lost because the end of the first half was a clusterfuck. Uh, 
But it was a clusterfuck. I mean, Detroit got an extra timeout. They got Calamante reported, and then they're like, you reported, but you didn't report the second play. And Sean Payton was like, dude, if you didn't report, why didn't you call the penalty the play before? Like, how how much do you think that affected the, the, the outcome of the game at the end of the first half? I, I, I think the Saints should have had a touchdown there. Um, I, I I really do. Now, I, I whoa, that was cool. Crazy lightning here in New Orleans. Um, <laughs> Wait, what do you I, mean? How did it affect the game? They lost by one touchdown. Of yeah. course, it affected the outcome. Well, so so I actually I actually have a question because I knew they called the timeout when they didn't have any timeouts. So they were never penalized for that at all. No. It, no. It, they just they just gave them a fourth timeout. Yeah. Well, yeah. they never okay. gave them a timeout. It was an inadvertent. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whistle, and the refs basically were just like, oh yeah, we just blew it. Yeah, how, our do you, whistle. how do you... So if they, if they know they weren't supposed to blow the whistle because they realized that Detroit didn't have another timeout, how do, you, how do they not call a penalty for that? Isn't that a penalty? Well, what would have been, I guess, half the distance to the goal? I, I don't know. I don't. Do we know for sure? I mean, I, I haven't looked at the rule book. Do we know for sure that it is a penalty? Do we know for sure that it's not incumbent on the referees to just ignore you? They can. Uh, they, I don't know. I, I thought it was a penalty for calling. A I think timeout you didn't it. Have, I think I it's it one of those weird rules where the two timeouts back to back. The referee can ignore you. Um, probably, if Detroit would have had the ball, they'd have probably done like a, like I bet you they'd done some sort of runoff or something. But well, think, they would have gotten delay of game, yeah. Yeah, but like what, like what? I mean, like what could? It's not like an automatic first down penalty. You know, I don't know what they could do, but I mean, Kevin, I I just feel like, and I know. Well, like, hold on, no, wait, I'm not done. So, okay, uh, <laughs> you're not done. Good. So yeah, I, I mean, I mean that that was just one one play out of out of quite a few that uh, calls that I, I feel were missed. And I mean, even. Even the dome I saw. There was the one I'm on. I don't even remember which receiver it was. I mean, the guy was—he was holding his arm. Spiller. Yeah. Spiller. He, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had a that full two-handed grab on his arm uh, before the ball even arrived. Um, it, it really did feel like. Um, it re- I, I'm not saying that this, there was a conspiracy. I, I can't stand when fans say that stupid shit. Um, but <laughs> but, but there's uh, a conspiracy. No, not not that there's a conspiracy, but it it definitely was. It did feel one side 
excited um, last night. And, and while I'm on the subject, I will say, as far as primetime games in the Superdome over the last 10 years under Sean Payton, this, this one was certainly just the most, from a fan standpoint, from, from a noise standpoint, from an atmosphere Dead. standpoint, it, it was it was, it was awful. It was it was it was like a Sunday noon game. <laughs> the sad the saddest part about that game was that you know as the Saints failed to score right before the half, and then everybody goes in and it was twenty eight to three at halftime, and you could hear or was it twenty one three at that point? I can't remember, but it you could hear a pin drop. And, you know, everyone was just kind of like, I, I can't. Well, they booed. They, they booed the team when the team. They, yeah, they booed. And then, and then Morton Anderson gets announced into the Ring of Honor, and it's like this big moment, like a huge legend and hero in Saints lore, and like everyone was just so dejected and despondent that there was like barely an acknowledgement, which is like the lamest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, like Morton... It was such a bummer for the moment of Morton Anderson. It really was. I mean, I, I would say he's like a Mount Rush... He... he... He's probably a Mount Rushmore person. May, eh, maybe for the I don't think he made our Mount Rushmore. Yeah. When we did it. I mean Well he's one he's currently one of four guys in the Ring of Honor. Right. Yeah. I mean So he's he, he's on the He's same definitely Mount in Rushmore. the mix. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he's he's de- I mean, if you think of the nineties, the good the great Saints team, they didn't want to play off game obviously, but when you think of the nineties, you think of I think of the Dome Patrol and Morton Anderson. Like those you know, it did suck. I mean, there's two there's two Saints in the Hall of Fame currently, Roof and Ricky Jackson, and I would say that Anderson has the best shot of any former yeah. Saint of being the next one in. Um, Kevin. Oh, I guess Sam. Sam is Sam Mills in the Hall of Fame? No, they're trying to get him in. They're doing a push. Yeah, he him. might be another one. Um, Kevin. Posthumously. Kevin, is there any stat line that I could make up for an opposing quarterback against the Saints the last two weeks that you wouldn't believe possible. No, no, no. Because the, the 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 defense look, it's it's embarrass it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Three incompletions. Three. I have I mean, a stat line and, that I and, would say and, and is it's unrealistic. Not like, it's not like Matt Stafford. Listen, it's not like Matt Stafford is shit. He's not. He's not. He's not a terrible quarterback by any stretch. I think a lot of teams. I, I, I think I think a lot of teams would would love to have a guy like Matt Stafford. I think if you give him protection, and if you give him but like obviously, listen, he's got Calvin Johnson with him. But here's the thing: Calvin Johnson only had one catch last night. So, so if you give him if you give him guys that can catch the ball, if you give him quality targets and a little bit of protection. He's gonna carve you up. The guy did throw for five thousand yards, and I know people like to like to crap on that, like saying somehow the fact that he got to five thousand yards devalues the milestone. I disagree. I think a like I think if I think if a team shoot all except maybe four or five teams would kill should want to kill to have Matt Stafford. Yeah. Oh, to- totally, but. Here's the th- here's the thing, Andrew. Yeah. That's so I mean, if you're getting carved up by Reed Wire, Stafford can definitely do it. Here's the thing that's so that's so depressing. Detroit wasn't even averaging 80 yards rushing a game. Like they're the dead, dead last, dead, dead la- last in the league. Dead last. They ran for a buck fifty and six and a half a pop. And yeah, Lovey Smith is just a horrible coach. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. What. 
I mean, because Andrew, it really is because laugh- Andrew, when you put it that way, it's laughable. Because Andrew, when it got down to it, and Detroit was like, "Oh my God, we might lose this game," they said. We're not going to Megatron. We're not even letting Matthew Stafford, who has only three incompletions, throw the ball. We're going behind our crappy offensive line and running backs that 90% of America can't name, and we're running it down the Saints' throats. And they did it. Well, is is, is that because they were focusing on shutting down Megatron? Because he, he didn't have a, a – he certainly didn't have an amazing game yesterday. One catch. I mean – Yeah. But – 150 yards to the worst running team in football by a lot. I mean, no, but that might be better than giving up. That might be better than giving up 200 yards to Calvin Johnson. Mm, They did it. They gave up, I think, like 180 to him in a playoff game and still won. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, but to my point, Andrew, this is my question. As you look at this defense, obviously it's a burning pile of trash. And they can't fix everything in the offseason. I mean, people want to pretend like they'll have a, just a, a phenomenal draft and fill eight holes. But what's the <laughs> one thing, Andrew, after watching all the tape of the whole year, what's the one thing that this defense has got to fix to have any chance to be not the worst? Well, I think it's more than one thing. That's the issue. Oh, my God. If it, if it was one thing, then it would be simple, but – um, you know, I, I, you know, I think it's actually less pass rush. I, I, I think pass rush is a huge issue, obviously. But if, if I could say two things, I would say, number one, they've got to get a defensive tackle that can eat space, control the line of scrimmage, and get, get in, into the pocket and, and produce they need, a fat, they need a fat they need a, they need a, like a fat guy, like a Norman Hand. Yeah, but, but it's not only just a run stuffer. I mean, they need a guy that can kind of – not collapse the pocket a little bit, and I'm not saying you know a guy that's getting double digit sacks or anything, but at least at least gets enough pressure that he's you know ma- making distracting the quarterback with interior pressure, which is forcing him outside, and then you know makes the life of guys like Etabali and Cam Jordan and Kikaha a lot easier. To me, the other thing that's a clear issue is weak side linebacker. I mean, they've got to pair someone up, someone with Anthony that. You know Thomas Davis style just has that ability to cover running backs, cover tight ends. I saw a stat today that 50% of all these passing yards they've given up have been to running backs and tight ends, which is just unbelievable. But I mean, you look at the stats. I mean, the numbers that jump out at you. I mean, 116.6, six points higher than the worst QB rating of all time against the 2008 0-16 Lions. Um, quarterback efficiency they're, they're they, they've given up they were dead last in yards per carry dead last in yards given up on the ground um going into this game and that was before they gave up 150 at 6.5 per the worst rushing team um they've given up 39 touchdown passes the record is 40 by the 1963 broncos i mean it's just there are so many records that they're about to shatter in these next two games well- well, that's a good that's a good segue to my next question, and is for you, Kevin. I'm gonna say the Saints. Obviously, the record says they're the worst. Sean Payton. They may probably end up being the worst Sean Payton Drew Brees team ever. But my argument is, when you look at the fact that their schedule, they've only played four teams with winning records, and they're still five and nine. They are gonna end the season. They're not gonna have beaten a team with a winning record unless Atlanta wins out. And 
last year, even well, though they were. If, if Atlanta wins out, then. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So they're not going to be the team with a winning record. They only played four playoff teams the entire schedule. I mean, at least, Kevin, last year they beat Pittsburgh. They beat Carolina. That was a playoff team. And they housed Green Bay at home. They don't have any really where you're like, man, they looked really good that game. So, like, Kevin, I would argue this team, when they get a harder schedule next year, they're going to be hard-pressed to get to the six wins that they might get to this year. Like, I feel like this this Saints team. Yeah, don't remind me of that. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying that. Listen, uh, yeah, I've I had that. I've been thinking about that in the last week, and I was kind of hoping to just avoid talking about <laughs> it. Like I didn't want to bring it up, so I was kind of hoping nobody else, neither none of you guys, had thought of it and would bring it up. Um, yeah, I I, I I'm not I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the Saints. Being a this is like it. this is like walking on a relative. This is like walking on a relative, like having sex. It's just like nope, nope. But we're not going to have a discussion about this. Nope. <laughs> let's just pretend. Let's just not. Let's just pretend we're we're not we're not seeing this, and we, let's not think about it, and let's move on. Everybody's happy. Who wants whiskey? Let's not pretend Uncle Bob is bringing his mistress to Christmas dinner. Um, Dave, as you peruse the Olive Garden menu, <laughs> um, breadsticks, <laughs> bread, breadsticks keep the dressing coming. When uh, you're here, you're family. Um, <laughs> um, last year, after the Saints had a disaster of a season, after thinking they were Super Bowl ready, they mm-hmm. uh, napalmed the scouting. Well, the media thought we were Super Bowl ready. Yeah, well, too. we uh, we kind of did too. We bought in. We bought in. Bought in. We bought in. Yeah, we did. So they 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 napalmed the scouting department. They brought in Jeff Ireland, and they traded Jimmy Graham, and they traded Kenny Stills. Um, what? Huge, massive moves could you see them doing um, not Drew Brees or Sean Payton related? We'll, we'll leave that discussion to a little bit later on. A trade or a cut or what? Anything. Uh, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot. I, I haven't I haven't looked. I, I don't like to look at any of that contract shit until the season's over, so I haven't really looked at anything. I'm, I'm sure Andrew knows, but I mean, I know Jari Evans is – uh, he's taken up a whole bunch of money. I'm sure, you know, I don't know, maybe we'll see something happen with Browner. Maybe he'll get cut. Um, let's not forget he was all up in Dennis Allen's face a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, and while they may not make a big deal of it in the media, I'm sure that there's something going on there. Um, so I don't know yet. I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't looked at everybody's contract, but I, they are they're going to blow it up. And, and you asked me to... Keep it away from Trump and Drew Brees, but there very well could be something with with one or both of them. Well, Andrew, what do you? I mean, what do you? What do you think it's going to be, Andrew? What do? You, what, if I said, if I said, make a guess as to what big move they're going to do in the offseason, what do you think it's? What do you think it would be if they were going to um, do something to surprise us? Yeah, I mean, I, I still think Brees. Are we still saying not counting Brees? Well, Peyton I guess or? we. I guess we can go. We can go into that now. Well, I, I think Brees coming back is pretty likely i i would guess that that's a 75 percent thing um they're not going to pay him 30 million so that's the contractually that's going to have to be worked out but 
Um, how much space I pick, can they? I create? would put I would put Peyton at fifty fifty. Ooh, how how um how how much space do you think realistically they can expect when they redo Breeze's contract? How much space can he can he can they create? Well, he's due thirty million. Um, so, I mean, they, they could offer him right off the bat two years, fifty million, which you know would average out to twenty five million a year, um, and make it. Uh, you know, a cap-friendly deal where that you know they basically give them, let's say, 15 million guaranteed, plus let's say a five million dollar salary in year one. Mm-hmm. So DeBreeze would basically that 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 would give them 10 million dollars of cap room right off the bat, and then they're back in the same situation the following year where they have to renegotiate, maybe add on a year to his deal, or they cut him, or, or you know just decide what to do, but. Uh, that, that's one way they could do it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I doubt at this point in his career that the Saints are giving him a three-year extension. Um, so that's probably what they're doing is they're probably giving him a two-year deal, giving themselves some cap relief in, for next season, and basically just punting the whole s- scenario back one year to the, where where they would be right now. So he'll be – so Breeze will kind of from this – from from, from – this point on will kind of be year to year with the Saints. I think so. I mean, he's you got to remember he's about to be 38. Um, 38 and, or 37. Sorry, sorry, 37. Um, so you know he, he's gotten banged up. This is the first year and since he's joined the team that he's missed a game. Um, he may miss three games. Um, so you know this is the first time he's really gotten banged up um, to a point where he's missing games. And when you look at his age in combination with the fact that he's starting to get injured, um, that's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm sure the saints are going to use that, that as large negotiations for how much he should be compensated. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, the one, my only hope here, and, and I, I feel like breeze is a prideful guy and he's got the best agent in sports. And so, I'm not expecting him to cut the Saints a deal. I, I still think it's going to be hard negotiations because I feel like Breeze is just going to want to stick it to the Saints and be like, nope, this is what I'm worth and this is what I expect to get. Um, maybe this is naive of me, but there is a small sliver of me that, that hopes that Breeze is like, listen, I'm 37 now. I've gotten paid. Uh, I just want to win. You know, give me give me 15 million dollars. You know, give me a a good deal. That's not enormous. It'll give you guys plenty of cap room, and just find a way to build me a team next year that is going to be competitive. Mm, I don't see that. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the Peyton stuff, this is, is totally concerned. me like saying prayers at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as the Peyton stuff is concerned, my my worry is that you know we keep hearing, we keep getting these splash reports. Splash um, um, you know about a source says that Peyton is thinking about you know leaving or whatever the reports are, and I, I just feel like you know when there where there's smoke there's fire, and that there's a, there's a reason we're hearing about these, and I feel like these guys have they they can't just come out and report, they don't have the permission from whatever sources they have, they can't just come out and say yes, Adrian. So I, I feel like they're they're so instead they're writing these speculative. Sources. They're writing these speculative stories because um, their sources, sources are saying, look, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if you wrote a story about it, there might be a good possibility that uh, you might look like a, a genius who can see the future. You know, so, so that kind of situation. <laughs> so 
So I'm a, I am a little worried that there's well, that there is. Well, he, here's my thing with here's my thing with Peyton. I, 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 the, the 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 fans out there that say that he's lost his nut and that he's Grandpa Sean and he's you know he, he doesn't have the same fire and all this stuff. I I just I don't buy that for one second. And and if you look at statistically, it's still a top five offense. They're still putting up points despite the fact that Breeze has by far the least tonight, and Peyton as a play caller has by far the least amount he's had to work with during his entire time in New Orleans, perhaps with the exception of 2006. Yeah, and, and, and when you look at it that way... No, 2006, way, was, still, 2006 still, was way better. The, yeah, line was, the offensive still, line was way still better. Producing, they're still producing, and on top of all that, and this is the thing to me that's most significant, the <laughs> offensive line has not produced. The offensive line has not been good enough this year, and he's found a way to piecemeal it by di- by ditching his back by committee. He knew that Breeze was getting hit way too much this year, and so he said, okay, you know what? We've always been back by committee, but the only option here is to stick with Ingram because he's our best blocker. And we're going to trade for Hooman, and he's going to be my third tight end, and I'm going to find a way to piecemeal him in there and make our offense better. And I just present yeah. that as exhibit A and, and B of a guy that's willing to make adjustments and, and makes his offense better. And here's the thing that people that and I agree, I think he's the best offensive line in, in the NFL. And here's the thing that I think people don't realize is people talk about how Philadelphia plays fast and all these teams. It's the new thing to play fast, play fast. The Saints, they average the second most plays in the NFL. Like they don't it's not that they run they don't they don't run no huddle. They don't it doesn't seem that way, but man, they play incredibly fast, and, and Is Sean Chip Payton, Kelly first. Yeah, yeah. But but Kevin, here's my question to you, Mister President of the Trade Down uh, Association. Can we trade just make fun of down. Can we just make fun of Kevin for the baby talk with his dog for a minute? <laughs> hey hey hey! Come on, man. Kevin, eat up the dog. If a drunk, eat up dog. if a drunk, hey, and hang on, wait, hang on, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna, you know what? Listen. I'm going to do a thing where I'm going to let everybody know how absolutely retar- uh, ridiculous I am with the dog. I almost said a word that I should say. Uh, hang on a second. Hey. Hey. You want this? You want this? It's mine. It's for me. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't even talk to my son like that. Me? Jesus. How's, how's Brandon Kevin's Brown? Kevin's talking about his penis. <laughs> Brandon Brown. Yeah. Bad? Brandon Brown or socks? Yeah. He said Brandon or socks. Kevin, here the here. dog has expert analysis. <laughs> hot takes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, he left about three hot takes outside today. <laughs> I, I, I thought of this question, Kevin, just for you today. While while I was doing stuff, a drunk Jim Ursay. You think about Kevin when you're drinking yeah. off? Yeah, yeah, I, I always do. It gets weird. Uh, so with your good hand or bad hand? My bad hand, which makes it even weirder. <laughs> it makes it feel like strangers do. You gotta take my strong hand. <laughs> so, so Kevin, you're Mickey. Yeah. You're Mickey Loomis. You're out. Like it's January. You're not. You know the Saints have lost. You're, you're looking at cap stuff, and you're you're at the, you're at the office late. So Jim Ursay. No, you're not. You're out trolling for pussy at well, uh, Lucy's retirement e- service. E- either either way. Either either way. Trolling. Either way. Either way. Jim Ursay calls you up. He's drunk. He's possibly high. He's totally. So, he's oh, to- Tuesday. He's totally off the wagon. 
and he's, he's on his car phone. He's definitely popped a couple of pills. He's popped a couple of pills, and he says, "Mickey, he's driving on the highway." Yeah, Mickey, I want I want Sean Payton to be my coach. The wrong way on the highway. Yeah, I'm, I want Sean Payton to be my coach <laughs> with a head in his lap. I'm gonna give you two number ones and two number twos. I'm giving you the full Gruden for Sean Payton. The full Gruden. The full Gruden. <laughs> Kevin, do you, do you, do you so take the full Gruden offer from Jim Ursay? I tell Ursay I want that. Sh- I tell Ursay I want that shit in writing. All right, he texted it to you. No, 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 not no, text. No, no. text. I want, I want, I want, yeah, facts. All right, well, I well, want he, facts. He's he's at the office drunk. He faxes it to you. Uh, I'm, I'm... His lawyer's that... drinking with him. Yeah, his lawyer's drinking with him. <laughs> right, right. Jim, I bet you're not so trash that you won't make this ridiculous offer. You watch me! You can't tell me what to do. You're not my father! <laughs> I'm Jim Arce. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? Listen, if I, if that happens... I'm running that document to uh, to Tom Benson, and I'm saying, listen, uh, Tom, uh, we do here's, some, cho- here's some chocolate, and <laughs> while you're snacking on this chocolate that I've mashed up some pills into, please peruse this deal that Jim Ursay has sent to us. Um, so he, so Just Ke- sign on this dotted line, Tom. It means you get free Ben and Jerry's for life. So, so Kevin <laughs> – so ben Ke- and Jerry's will name a flavor after you just sign here. <laughs> so Kevin would definitely do the deal. Andrew, would you do the deal? Yeah, everything has a price, and you know, I, I just stated my case for why I want Sean Payton to come back. I still believe the Saints can win with Payton. Um, but there reaches a point where if someone gives you something that is so valuable that you really feel like Oh, and the full Gruden, to, get, you get $8 million in cash, too. Yeah, well, that, so, you know, I, I think there reaches a point where, man, if you're getting offered that much, uh, let's not forget that this is a team that's had a losing season three out of the last four years and possibly going 5-11 and 11 or 6-10 and 10 this year. Um, and if you're offering me two firsts and two seconds to try to fix something like that, um, then I, I have to take it. Dave, would you take it? Well, this we're not even talking about reality here because this is never going to happen. But I don't know. It happened. If we, it, happened, it, happened it happened with Gruden, man. <sighs> yeah, that was I the know. Raiders. That was yeah. Al Davis. Al Davis. And, and Tampa, that Al Davis does cannot be counted on. Right, yeah, but Tampa, Tampa gave up the picks, though. Well, anyway, yeah, I, I would take it. I would take it. <clears throat> um, and barely anything short of that. <laughs> Kevin. We yeah, have, yeah so, so what if you're offered a first and a second? Mm-mm. Just a first and a second. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't no, take it either. No. Two firsts? Two firsts and two seconds is, is – I mean, that, that's franchise. That could be franchise Kevin, changing. if the Saints had two firsts – What about two firsts? Yes, I mm-hmm. do it. I do it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Kevin, if the Saints got the full Gruden, would it be the most fun draft ever? Hmm. Two firsts. And they trade – have they traded away any of those picks yet? Like they still have all the picks that they would essentially know. <laughs> they have they'd have three first round picks and Kevin would still be screaming a trade down. Get five. They would have six picks in the Get first six. two rounds. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me they would have six picks in the first two rounds? Yeah. Yes. Trade down. E- okay. I want they, no, no, no. picks. <laughs> easily easily the most fun draft of all time. And would you would you would you stick to all six picks, or would you tr- would you use them with some of them to trade down? 
I wouldn't even I would just go in there thinking think thinking I'm going to make all six picks. But in the back of my mind, knowing that somebody is going to get desperate and they are going to want to move. So, so, so I would go in, I would go in like, yeah, like I wouldn't even field any offers leading up to it. Be like, Hey, no, we got six picks. I mean, we plan on making all six picks and then somebody will show up, somebody will make an offer hat in hand. And you'll be like, Oh, well, you know, me and we got the, you know, we made five play. We want to make the sixth one. And then Kevin, you know, Kevin, you know, at some point you have to turn in a card and actually draft a player, right? (laughs) Kevin, if the same, if the you have Saints, 20 guys in the seventh round. If, I think Kevin's dream right. scenario is that you keep trading down until you have the entire seventh round. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> exactly. Man, that would it would be it would be it would be phenomenally fun. But if they made a bad coaching hire, good. But you know, um, Dave. I mean, yes, let's man. let let's be honest. If they do trade. Sean Payton, I put the odds of them hiring a coach that ends up being better it's, at about 5%. I'd say it's less than that, 2.5%. What yep. team has, has has made fantastic back-to-back coaching hires in the NFL? Like, who, who did it? Like, the Steelers did it with Chuck Knoll and Cower and Tomlin. Yep, yep. And let's see, who else? I mean, the Cowboys, Landry, and Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, who was Coach Seahawks? It was Holmgren, and then who was it? Did it go straight to Pete Cowell? No, it went – they had uh, – Jim Morrow was coach for a year. Oh, yeah. The 49ers had a decent run with – Yeah, uh, they had Seifert. Bill, Wal- Walsh, Seifert, and then Mariucci. It was a yeah. Um, you could argue Tampa Bay because they had Dungy, and then they went to Gruden. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it it's happened. It, it's happened. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, It'd be hard to, to fuck team if you have six picks in the first two rounds. <laughs> I mean, you're a pretty bad coach if you can't get to like eight and eight. Yeah. Well, if anybody can blow those picks. Well, remember though, San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco had a had a Super Bowl ready roster, <laughs> and they had Mike Singletary coaching it, and and yeah. Mike Nolan. So it's it's very I mean you know San Francisco was garbage they built up their team they got they had a good roster they got Jim Harbaugh he won they got tired of him they fired him they're back to being terrible now so you know um, we only we don't have too many questions because uh, I it's Christmas it's it's Christmas and and I fired out the request late um, so uh, let's do the questions Kevin. Uh, what is the worst gift? This is from Super Saiyan Saint. What's the worst gift you've gotten from in-laws or in, or for Christmas in general? Uh, I'd probably have to, like, go back to something when I was a kid. I mean, n- none of the gifts. Like, I, I really haven't gotten anything in recent years. I mean, like, my family and I, for the most part, it's basically just the parents just like cut, cut all the kids like a check or whatever, yeah, and, nice cash, cash money. and that's you a know, great if any gift. Of the, it is. And like if any of the siblings, like if any of the siblings, like do this thing where we're like, oh, we'll get something for one of the siblings. We're, like we've only done that a few times in the last like handful of years. It's basically a gift card. So, 
I, I mean, yeah. you'd have you'd have to go back to when I was well, to when I was so much younger to well, find I can, some really I, crappy. We can stuff. all do this question, but I could tell you the worst Christmas gift I ever got. It's not from my in-laws. My in-laws are awesome. They just give me cash. Like my mother-in-law, I have to. I had to do a ton of dental work. She just gave me a couple C notes to help with the dental work. I was like, perfect. Um, but the worst Christmas gift I ever got, I was dating a girl that did the Herbalife Pyramid Vitamin Scheme. And she gave me for Christmas like four jars of vitamins. <laughs> that was pretty good. And I mean on the scale of terrible, like I, I, Andrew, that's pretty hard to top. That's pretty bad. I oh, mean, you're for still me, not dating, For huh? me, the worst is not, I'm not, I'm not a, a big guy. I mean I'm like six feet, you know, 165. But um, – the worst for me is that, you know, obviously most most of my family, both sides, lives in Louisiana, and so a lot of them are overweight. And so, you know, I, I have those relatives who we, we all get this every year where they buy you the polo, they buy you the one shirt, and it's always double XL. And like, look, I realize that everyone in my family is enormous, and I realize that you guys eat shrimp pole boys all day and drink a 12-pack of beer, and so you're all overweight, but like... Like you, you've known me for 35 years. You know what I look like. Like, how the fuck am I going to fit into a double XL? <laughs> Dave, worst Christmas gift? I can't. I I can't really think of one to be honest with you. I'm I'm not a big gift guy. I usually tell people not to get me anything. Uh, so I, I don't know. My my father-in-law always buys us like silly, silly things that are never intended. They're never intended to be good gifts. Um, one year he got us like a, a gun that shoots marshmallows. <laughs> that uh, sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. It's all right, but I mean, but he but he, he gives other awesome gifts like cash and, and cash. other things. This is just like a silly extra thing. So I, I can I don't I don't ever remember getting some shitty gift before. Not nothing that stands out in my mind. Um, so that's it. We don't, we didn't have any, we didn't have any Christmas theme questions. We didn't have any Star Wars questions. Uh, Star Wars, it was okay. Uh, Oh! I mean, it was nice. It was good. It was, I didn't fall asleep. It's nice. I didn't fall asleep like I did in the first, the prequels. So that was good. Um. My wife. You know? My wife. Um, I don't know. The, 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 the villain guy didn't do it for me. Just, I don't know. He's just kind of. Dopey. I'll give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. I mean, it's a bit solid. It's a solid three star movie. Uh, out of four. Out of four. Okay. Like, okay. I mean, it just like, but I'm not a Star Wars guy, so I didn't. But but okay. But Kevin, did you? What did you think of it? Oh, I liked it. I liked it. Like, like here's the thing. I, I, said, like. I saw it twice. I, <laughs> I saw it twice. Um. And I can't – I'm, I'm not doing a number thing. I'm not trying to rank it in anything like that. I obviously liked it a lot more than the prequels. Uh, I can't – I can't tra- – <laughs> a lot more. I, I already specified. I tried I, – I, I can't compare it. I'm not going to compare it to the original three. Um, just it I, – I can't really do it. I just had fun watching it. It was better. It was better. The dialogue was way better because George yes, Lucas. Yes, the dialogue was the dialogue was really good. The acting was really good. Uh, like the main gal, she like a, like 
obviously, okay, she's a babe. Let's get that. Let's smoke show. With that. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yes. But, but she's like the person that the audience can identify with in, in, in the series of movies. Like yeah. she's the tether between the audience yeah. and what's and, going on. And I, and I will the say the, 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 the first time, what's the villain's name? Kylo Ren. Is that, yeah. yeah. The first time that you see him and he's like talking to a guy that they captured, like it's, I thought the little exchange was like laugh out loud funny. Like when he's like, do I talk? Do you talk? You have the mask. I don't, I thought it was, I thought it was really funny. Um, all right. We and there get... was kind of like, yeah, like the fun, the con, there was legitimate funny stuff that wasn't like cheese. It wasn't cheese. It yeah. was just, it, yeah. it was, it was just amusing. Yeah. So, uh, I went in the middle of the And day. the Millennium Falcon. God, like, like seriously, give me the Millennium Falcon zipping around, doing cool shit. Over the water, and I'm going to get that. I'm going to get those, those chill feelings in my, in the pit of my stomach where I'm like, Oh, it's so good you know just give me that give me that I, I can't get behind the millennium falcon i just can't do it why um get out, out of my all right wait why the falcon oh oh, oh. so yeah, oh, for christ's sake horror, we're not horror, horror. we're not trying to do that so so one last question and then we'll get to game predictions best christmas dish to eat oh mm. i like a good Root beer glazed ham. With Kevin. some Coleman spicy mustard. Uh, I really don't have a. Uh, I don't have an answer. I. I it, it's food. I'm going to be going to a friend's house for Christmas, so I'm going to be eating free food. So it'll be fantastic. Andrew. Uh, well, for me, it's you know there, there's always a, a nice array. I'm usually at my in-laws, but my parents come. To my wife's house, my wife. My wife. Um, for Christmas. Can't be the first to say it. There's always, uh, you know, I, <laughs> sorry, I really shouldn't do that. That's like that's what she's setting yourself. Yeah. Weak move. Um, but uh, I would say, well, it's the booze. They always have champagne. They always have like fancy champagne. So Ooh, okay. I just drink like a bottle of that before nice. I even start eating. Yeah. Nice. I am pumped because I'm in charge. Like my in-laws are coming over, and I'm in charge of cooking this the, the whole dinner. The hand. So oh, I'm wow. cook. I'm cooking my mom's potato salad, mm-hmm. and it's my favorite Christmas thing. I hope I don't fuck it up because I've never actually made it. You so, should do a practice run the day before. Ah, uh, no. I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time, Dave. I got a four week old man. Yeah, that's well. That's the great thing about, and you'll you'll find this out, Ralph. That the great still thing sleeps. about the great thing about the fact that we're my wife and I are really my wife. Really, my wife. The only people that really have in this and on her side of the family young kids is that you can get loaded at noon because all the family's over and the kids are getting all the attention from everyone else. So you don't really even need to watch them. Nice. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, because that's yeah, that's that the thing. The best part. That's the thing with our son. Like my my uh, my in laws, uh, they have another grandchild. The ones in the, the, my in-laws from Houston, they have another grandchild, but he's in my in-laws. But my in-laws, but he's in. They live in California, <laughs> so this is like the only grandchild that they get to spend really a lot of time with. So they're just all about it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Whatever. So four weeks old are so lame, <laughs> boring. They don't do anything. Oh, he does a lot in his <laughs> diaper, man. Speaking of hot takes, hot takes, hot man. Takes. 
But uh, all right, the Saints play the Jaguars. The Jaguars are still alive in the AFC South. Believe it or What's not. What's their record? Five and nine. Oh. Um, if the ja- if the Jaguars win and the Texans lose to the Titans, then the Jaguars and the Texans play next week. The winner wins the South. So so the, the Jaguars are going to be all fired up to win this game. And as of now, they are the Saints are a three and a half point favorite. Last so, home game. Last home game. Um, so I'm Kat, taking my I'm taking my five year old son to his first regular season game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So Andrew, I'll start with you. Uh, predictions. Uh, um. Yeah. Pain. Well, pain. it sucks. It sucks because I, I've said six and ten all, all along, and so I really feel like. They, well, they're going to split these last two games. I mean, I got at this point they're so close to six and ten. I got to stick with my preseason prediction, um, and so I'm really torn on which one I would want. Um, well, I know which one I would want. I'd rather sweep the Falcons if I've got to pick one of the two. But there's something about like losing again at home to the Jaguars. It's, I don't know, man. It, it would be such an awful send off. Um, so you know what? I, I've got to. Pick one of these two, and I, I want the sweep. So I hate to say it, but uh, yep, the Jags are going to come into New Orleans, and they're going to house the Saints. And uh, your boy Bortles is going to have a 145 quarterback rating. <laughs> Just further, in my pants. Further sending the uh, the Saints opposing opposing quarterback rating into the abyss that is uh, MVP numbers. What do they have to do to get it to 120? What would they? Have I mean, one fifty-eight point three should take care of that. Two, but would it have to be like back-to-back times? 100. No, I don't think so. I mean, they're at one sixteen point six. So. Oh yeah, they just like two one one thirty games would do it. I would think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Dave, prediction. Oh, uh, I don't think Andrew's very far off. I definitely see them losing, <laughs> and just think this could be the last time we get to watch cer- certain people. Yeah. In the Superdome, could be Sean Payton's last game. It could be Drew Brees' last game. It could be Evans, Brandon Colston. Browner's last game. Marcus Colston, Jack Reef, Jari Evans, CJ Spiller. Morstead. We hardly knew you. CJ Spiller, you're definitely not going to be on the team. Do you think this will be Caleb Beals' last game as a Saint? Caleb God, Beals. I hope so. Oh, I hope oh, the I whole hope defensive not. line is gone except for like Jordan, uh, Jenkins, and. Yeah, that's Rich, it. Richardson. Maybe. He can go, too. I mean, he's not that good. No. Um, he's really not. Etabali looked good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two sackaroos. Etabali, he um, tries hard. I'll give him that. Yeah. He tries hard. He gets an A for effort. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I'll, I'll say the Jags win. And uh, and, and I agree. I think Bortles will look uh, godlike against uh, the Saints defense. <laughs> And, oh yeah, I forgot, uh, I forgot to say what my uh, for my goat. I'm gonna say Hightower is awful. I mean, he, Hightower's kind of been okay these last two games, and I'm waiting for him to just make the critical mistake backbreaker that just kills the team. Yeah. Um. So I'll go with Tim Hightower as the goat. Um. Well, my my score. I'm gonna do 35-21. Sing. Uh, uh, uh. Jags. Jags. Um. And uh, my player of the game, I'll go with Willie Sneed. I think they're going to 
keep feeding Willie Sneed so he can get to that thousand yard milestone. What does he need? Now, are, Dave, are you on board with me uh, for beating the Falcons though the following week or no? Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm always on board. Okay. With beating oh, the dude, I the the Falcons need Minnesota to lose to the Giants who don't have Odell Beckham. But if Minnesota loses to the Giants and the Falcons can somehow beat the Panthers, they can still be alive going into the last week. Uh, that would be just so beautiful. Yeah. So, Kevin, your prediction. I think the Saints give up the two touchdowns in the first quarter, and we get we dispense with the, oh, they, they, yeah, are they the worst defense? Yes, yes, they're the worst defense. Um, <laughs> I think Browner pads his uh, – most penalized player record, uh, you know, really, really Whoa, draws away bold, from bold from the field. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I'm, I, hey, look, You're man, going I'm out way there. Out on a limb here. I'm, I'm out there. I'm, I'm on a serious limb. Um, let's see what else. Um, yeah, Blake Bortles will finish with a QB rating above 120. And oh God, uh, I say, I, I, I say. I I believe that that either Matt Flynn or uh, or Grayson will play at least a series in this game. Ooh. And oh, okay. Oh, for final score, I'm gonna go thirty thirty to twenty. I'm gonna say Jack. You guys, you guys realize if. Garrett Grayson is the starting quarterback. It's going to be 50-3. to three. It is. I'm going to say Breeze is going to play. He's going to suck it up, and he's going to play. And the Saints are going to lose in overtime 55-52. to 52. It's going to be tied at 49. The Saints are going to get the ball first and kick a field goal. And then Bortles is going to hit a random Jacksonville receiver for an 80-yard touchdown. And the Jaguars are going to win. And Breeze is going to throw... Seven touchdowns, and the Saints are going to fucking lose. Because Bortles threw for eight? Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That, that's, that is the perfect send-off for the, 2014, the 2015 Saints at home. Drew Brees throws seven touchdowns, and they lose. It, it really it would be, right? So that's my, that's my prediction. Um, and it'll, it, it'll break the, whatever, the, the, whatever the yard for a combined passing in a game is, the Saints and Jaguars are going to shatter it. So it'll be it'll be fun for three hours. So we'll have that. Um, so, uh, oh, and remember, donate. It's Christmas time. We need to raise money for uh, for next year to pay for storage if you want to listen to old episodes of this show, which I know you do. So become a patron. Donate a dollar. You can rant. You can get a t-shirt or maybe if enough you donate but just donate we just need those diapers are expensive yeah we need well not just diapers we need we need uh we need donations to keep the lights on for the podcast um so uh oh and we have the the the, uh the podcast the the children's league and the adult league the championships good luck andrew is in the finals of the children's that's right that's right. I'm in the finals. So, me, baby. Um, me. So go to Saints Nation. You can read Andrew's grades. Go to you know who's not in the finals? Kevin, Ralph. Yeah, I, I was six and I was six and three in that league. I finished six and seven and did not make the playoffs. How very Hazlitt of you! It was. It was very. It was a fight. <laughs> I, I did the. I did the complete Hazlitt. 
uh, including losing two of my last four games by less than three points. So uh, go to go to Canal Street Chronicles, read Dave, read all Dave's fine writers. Go to Saints Nation, read Andrew's grades, game recaps, and all that. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Twitters and the uh, Ashley Tinder Madison. I'm also on Bumble now, apparently. What the fuck is Bumble? Okay, so I had a friend coming in from out of town, from Colorado, that and she talked. Really bad. And she talked me into no, 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 no. It's a, it's it, so she talked me into signing up for Bumble, and she explained it like this. She said, <laughs> she said Bumble, Bumble is like feminist Tinder, which is essentially which like. Women are the like the ladies are the ones that have to contact you, she and if you about like signing up for Bumble. <laughs> well, all right, I'm glad we have Helium Juice here. Um, so, Juice, you're familiar with Bumble? No. <laughs> this sounds funny. It does. Oh yeah, no, it, the it, it feminist is. Feminist Tinder. That sounds yeah. even better. Eh, you know. Is, is it working out for you? I mean, I, I'll, I've had two women, like, contact me, but it's just like, <laughs> hey, how are you? It's like, hey, how are you? I'm like, all right, doing all right. How are you? And and that's pretty much, like, it so far. Like, I think femi- feminist Tinder is very, like. It doesn't sound like feminist Tinder. It sounds like prostitute Tinder. No, prostitute Tinder is Tinder. <laughs> okay. Like, prostitute Tinder is, like, Tinder and plenty of fish. Like, this, this, is, this is just, like. This is like all the women. Wait, plenty on, on of fish. This... Is that a real thing? I, yeah. We are, I'm, all, when you're married, you're so out of the loop. You're not here. All the I, all uh... the women all the women on Bumble are like, for, are, have like good jobs, have like college degrees. That's what they say. Are like, well, yeah, that, that's po- you're, you're right. It's possible they could all be like making all that up, but like every single one of them, it, like seems full mouth of teeth. like like a catch. So, you know, I, I guess they're being highly selective. Hence, hence the expression "feminist Tinder." It's like so, the ladies are in charge. So it's like, okay. So Bumble—that's the way you're going you're to meet Mrs. Held on Bumble. I, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this is what this podcast has devolved into right before the Christmas holidays. We have devolved from talking about possible playoffs and Super Bowls to. Kevin getting laid on Bumble. CJ Spiller needs to get on Bumble. (laughs) So, for all these knuckleheads, uh, Merry Christmas, uh, and until next week, the bar is closed. Die Hard is a Christmas movie.